Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome on into the Baseball Insiders. It's a beautiful new week. I'm wearing a St. Louis Cardinals hat, the team I've always loved and supported. Did they play this weekend? I don't remember, actually, but I hope it went well for them. And uh, we are here, as always, every Monday, every Thursday, 3.30 Eastern time, to wrap up the baseball that was and the baseball that will be. Today, we're going to try to talk through some of the early names who could be available at this year's MLB trade deadline. We're about two and a half months away, not close, but not so far. I'm going to pose uh, five candidates who I believe could be on the block. Robert Murray, fansided's MLB insider, has some candidates for me as well, as well as a few sneaky ones that we are eyeing that we're going to take you through the action of the past weekend. The O's, the J's in their statement series, the Dodgers and Pods, and a never-ending rain delay. But before we go too far, Robert Murray, thanks for joining me as always, man. How you doing? I'm great, man. Uh, I have news. Um, so this is a, this is small news. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers, they are promoting Matt Wood to uh, Wisconsin, their affiliate in Wisconsin. Just found, I literally just got the text. Uh, I'm not going to tweet it, but uh, anybody who's watching the Baseball Insiders right now just got that exclusive. So uh, there we go. A very good start to the show so far, if I do say so myself. There you people go. The viewer only exclusive. And that's again, you can't get that type of, uh, of insider info without watching the pod, which is available to stream live on YouTube. We'd appreciate the subscribe, the like, the comment, etc. cetera. Uh, if you can discern another thing to do on YouTube, please do it. If you like the audio feed, join us on all podcast platforms after the podcast stream goes live. Matthew Wood, fourth rounder in 2022 out of Penn State, hitting 293, and uh, now is a Wisconsin Timber Rattler. Um, yeah. Not the only promotion you got for us this week, though. You had a uh, you had Matt McLean up to the Reds last night. You had him first, right? I did. I was uh, I was getting di- I was eating dinner with a big group of friends in my complex last night, and all of a sudden I got a text saying Matt McLean's being promoted. Sent a text, and it was confirmed. And from the couch, as we were all eating dinner, um, I broke it. And everybody was wondering why my phone was going nuts. And I'm like, yeah, I, I just I just sent out a tweet. And they, I don't think anyone at the table kind of realized what I do until that moment. And they thought that was pretty cool. And they also were like, yeah, they had a lot of questions for me. So it was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, and McLean is is uh, a good get uh, uh, for the Reds, obviously. I mean, one of the most mature bats in the draft when he was selected. And zipped through the damn system the reds last seven first round picks for all the laughing we do at cincinnati and rightfully so because the ownership is 
thumb their nose at the fans on occasion and maybe doesn't feel inclined to spend. Tyler Stevenson, Nick Senzel, Hunter Green, Jonathan India, Nick Lodolo, Austin Hendrick, who, you know, I don't know about that. Matt McLean and Cam Collier, who people love. That's a that's a good group of first rounders. Add Ellie Dela Cruz, add Andrew Abbott, who uh, if you are not aware of how many people Andrew Abbott is striking out, I recommend you uh, start <laughs> start scanning his minorleaguebaseball.com profile like I do. Uh, he's 23 years old. He's finally at AAA Louisville. This year, he has struck out 65 men in 35 and two-thirds innings. At AA, he struck out 36 in 15 and two-thirds innings with a 1-1-5 ERA. So call up Dale Cruz and Abbott. We could really have a party, but McLean has definitely earned it. Yeah, those those numbers you just read off seem seem pretty decent. Um, and I'll tell you, uh, McLean he just cracked the top 100 prospect ranking, I believe, on MLB Pipeline. I had an evaluator text me as soon as I ended up reporting that last night about McLean that McLean is actually, in this evaluator's eyes, a top 10 prospect in baseball. Um, he is very high on him. I know there's plenty of people who are high on him throughout baseball. Um, and his debut is obviously long awaited for the Reds. They have what seems like an abundance of like middle infielders uh, throughout their prospect rankings. Um, and he's just the first one. And it's going to be one of many um, over the next couple of like, years uh, for the Reds. McLean's numbers are actually kind of Andrew Abbott level ridiculous of them. Being honest, he he's also hitting 348 at AAA with a 474 OBP, 12 homers, and 40 ribs in 138 at bats. So I don't want to sell him short either. It's no wonder that people are high on him as a top 10 style pick. Not high on the Red City Connect jerseys. Those are pretty bleak and literally dark. I can't see them, but very high on the Reds' future. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's uh, it's exciting to think about their future, uh, the amount of guys that they have. I mean, they have some of them in the majors, but they have a list of very good prospects in their minor league system. I mean, that Luis Castillo trade last year uh, certainly did wonders for their farm system. And that was they got a, a pretty, pretty substantial haul uh, for him. I know parting with Castillo was tough for that organization just because of how much they viewed him or how much or how highly they viewed him. Um but their their future is like it's pretty bright, and it's no surprise that they've tried to get a jump start on these extensions here with Hunter Green. They've they've discussed some with with other players like Nick Nick Lodolo. Uh, I haven't been able to get him across the finish line, but um, that's going to be the way that they keep these guys is doing these early deals. And I wonder if they continue to try to have these kind of kind of conversations with, the, with these players. And I know that they're not the only team throughout the league right now who. Um, is talking to players about extensions. I'll, I'll add that. And we'll keep you all posted on that as we know, but yeah. uh, shout out to the reds for, for trying to do their business. And at least, uh, you know, if you're not going to compete in free agency, every off season, then they've made it clear that they probably are not try to compete, use your owner's money. Every owner has money of some kind and try to use your owner's money to lock down these young players early so that you don't have to get into a trade deadline mess. And, uh, we're going to start the early speculation train today uh, with pinpointing the five biggest names who could be available at this year's trade deadline. I'm going to start in the White Sox division just because, uh, you know, you you filled in the gap that I was maybe I tried to vary it up and I wanted to leave one guy off just because I was like, they wouldn't really, but they wouldn't really, would they? And so I had Giolito as my sort of clear cut number one 
yep. available at the deadline because uh, I feel like that's almost a shoe in. I don't I don't foresee the White Sox digging themselves out of this hole to the point where they pull him off the market so close to free agency. But you did take your White Sox speculation one step further by by throwing out Dylan Cease. Yeah, I, I, I put in Dylan Cease in this category, uh, not because I think he's going to be traded, but I think teams are going to inquire about him. Uh, he is, if he's available, he'll be one of the best arms on the market. And it doesn't hurt to listen. Um, inquiring about like about a player is done like basically at all times. I mean, anybody and everybody gets asked about it at the deadline. I expect that to be the case with Dylan Cease here. And we got to see Juan Soto get traded last year when he had he was under contract for multiple seasons, and the Padres um, were going to get as many as three postseason runs with him. Cease is in the same category. He's got two more arbitration years after this uh, before he becomes a free agent. So, I mean, a team that in, a, acquires him or would acquire him would have three postseason runs. I still don't think it's going to end up happening. I would call it pretty unlikely. Um but you never know. You can't rule anything out. And I think the same kind of logic would apply for Corbin Burns. I didn't list him on this, um, but it would not surprise me whatsoever if uh, if we heard his name in trade rumors here. I tried to be somewhat reasonable in these predictions, and it was tough because at a certain point when you're predicting big names to go, you have to dive a little deeper. Um, and so that's how you get to – I mean, Burns, You it would not be out of the question – to see things fall off to that point. Uh, Buster Olney the other day actually wrote about how he he saw the potential for a Yankees worst-case scenario sell-off where Luis Severino is on the block. And you want to roll your eyes at that because you want to say, come on, the Yankees can't really believe that their rotation is in good enough shape that they could hybrid compete and trade Luis Severino. But they did trade Jordan Montgomery last year. They tried to trade Glaber Torres last year. I guess it's not outlandish if they think they've got Rodon healthy, Montas healthy, and Clark Schmidt gets to that next level and they love Herman. I mean, it's it's pretty it's you'd have to go many steps down the road to get there. But I guess there's a world where it happens. Or yeah. the Yankees are just terrible and they're selling everybody. Yeah, can you imagine a world where the Yankees are selling? I, I can't envision I can't envision that whatsoever. But I will say like that. That Jordan Montgomery for Harrison Bader trade was really interesting. And like Bader obviously he's dealt with his with his healthy or he's, he hasn't been healthy uh, for a good portion of this. But when he's been available, he's been good. He's been really good. We got to see it especially like late last season, too, that like he can be a big spark plug and really good in center field, which is something they've been looking for. Um, so I don't know if they can end up pulling off another one of those kind of deals, but. Yeah, I mean, you, you never know. You can't rule anything out because, I mean, that was a, I'm going to use this line again, a very good baseball trade. Um, and I will say, obviously, a burner, that was a great shot by you. That was a nice little uh, um, throwback, Andujar and, and Clint Frazier for Corbin Burns. I love seeing those two tr- packaged and trade, like, and proposals on Twitter just for the biggest stars in baseball. I mean, it was never going to happen. Um, but no, that, that was that was a good shot. I enjoyed that. Yeah, Jackson Frazier back on the market if anybody does want him. Uh, play, he could He's available for birthday parties, I think. Um, the Jordan Montgomery-Barrett-Bader trade was uh, deeply strange. As a diehard St. Louis Cardinals fan, my favorite team. Again, I don't remember who they played this weekend, but I'm sure that things did work out well for them. I'm sure they did sweep on the road, um, perhaps even at an historic ballpark with a green wall. Uh, but I, I have a split opinion on that trade. Uh, honestly, from a Yankee and Cardinal perspective, 
I'm really not certain who who won, but Bader's an extension candidate at this point. So no, he definitely is. I wondered. I, I actually was thinking about this. Um, if he could end up being a, a candidate for an early extension just before he hits free agency, I didn't get any indication that was happening now. Um, could be wrong, um, but I, I don't think it's going to be happening quite yet. Well, the Yankees certainly, I mean, the last time they did the in-season extension was Severino. They did it in the off-season way before free agency, and he's been largely not available since then. And they did it with Aaron Hicks that spring training, too. And I think they would probably enjoy not having Aaron Hicks's money on their books. So maybe it'll be a while. <laughs> are you are you sure about that I, yeah yeah i mean that. as a cardinals fan i'm not totally tuned in on what's going on in new york but uh yeah i think aaron hicks is 30 million dollars for the next three years could be better spent elsewhere yeah i'm starting to think you might be on something there oops and that's what people tune into you for right they want that level of insight and hopefully we bring <laughs> it to them um yeah. my other uh my other four names is slotting in behind giolito I feel like I went three reasonable, one somewhat crazy, but the crazy one is in the rumor mill at this point, so I wanted to throw it out there. Um, reasonable, I think there's no reason Jock Peterson should not be available. I also think that's a perfect fit for the Yankees, as he's been for years at this point. Almost every time he's been available, they've never pulled it off. Like Schwarber, when he was available, it's like, come on, yeah, yeah, you, you guys will love him. Uh, I guess you won't do it. Um, but I've got my eye on Jock for sure. Alex Cobb. Uh, uh, has some, you know, there's options there. He's not going to hit free agency straight away. There's a team option. The Giants could pick him up. But at this peak level, I feel like you might want to take advantage of that, especially since they've shown the propensity to build rotation options from flyer deals. Uh, and then Tyler O'Neill, whether the Cardinals are turning it around or not, there's clearly a fracture there. And they've got outfielders to spare, regardless of whether they get back in the central race. The fifth one is Salvador Perez, who I know Padres fans are coveting right now. He's on an extension in KC. He's not approaching free agency. But there's just that thought in the back of your mind of like, what are the Royals right now? Do they want do they want Sal Perez leading this young team? Do they think they're a contender in two years? Or is Perez the biggest star and the most tradable star on this strangely weighted down team where it's Witt, Pascantino, Melendez, nothing's really working. They have 12 wins. Like, do we really need this perennial all-star entering the end of his career, dragging our payroll down? Um, so I don't know how you feel about those additional four. I know Perez is a bit of a crazy one, but to me it felt like that was, it was like four who could very much be available and should be available, and one who I'm like, yeah. he's going on my list, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know about Perez. Um, I think that could be a really tough one for the Royals, just overall moving on from him. Um, I would imagine that there's going to be teams that inquire, especially the Padres, just because they need catching help in the biggest way possible. Seems like that's their biggest weakness, and I think uh, his presence behind the plate would also do wonders for uh, that pitching staff as well. Um, so I think that could end up being a trade if it does happen. I don't know if it will. I don't even know if they're interested. But if it does happen, that could have like a, a trickle down effect in a, in a very good way for the Padres. But I think Alex Cobb is someone who needs to be talked about a lot more as a trade candidate because he's been solid in San Francisco. Um, and the fact that he has options and potential controllability uh, is only going to help uh, a potential trade package. So I think that would be that's certainly going to be a name that if the Giants are out of it, we're going to be hearing about quite a bit. Um, 
So I, I think that was a, a very good shout by you. And I'll just get into my the rest of my list here. Yeah. Um, Tell me who we should be keeping our eyes out for that I did not pinpoint. It is uh I could see Ramon Laureano uh with the Oakland A's just because the A's they trade away every good player that they have. Yeah. <laughs> Why um, would they do that? Oh <laughs> and uh, he certainly makes plenty of sense. I think he could end up being a change of scenery candidate um who could benefit from that. I I know the Brewers have had previous interest in him, so you never, I mean, I don't know if they would necessarily do that right now, um, but I mean, they have dealt with outfield injuries, so you never know. Um, and then you got, you got to look at the Colorado Rockies. CJ Crone is somebody who has been getting interest in years past, but the Rockies have refused to do that. They've even extended him um, previously. And I know they've done that with what Daniel Barr was it last year instead of trading him. Um, Unique front office, to say the least. Um, Jerickson Profar, as soon as he signed with the with the Rockies, um, right before the season started, he just oozed a potential July trade candidate. So I'll list him and Brent Suter too. Uh, they got him in a waiver claim uh, from Milwaukee in the offseason. and he's been he's been pretty solid for that. Or yeah, he's been pretty solid for the Rockies, and I believe he's in a contract year. You, you never know. Uh, I think he could end up being somebody that. Um, a bullpen needy team could be attracted to it at the deadline. And Lord knows there's plenty of those kind of teams um, in July. So I would imagine he'll end up getting a, a decent amount of interest. So I'll, I'll give you those four names right there. Um, Got to imagine both teams are going to be looking to sell. But it, like, as I said, with the Rockies, you just never know with them because they value their own players a lot differently than others do. Um, and for some reason they try to extend them rather than move them. And, I, I hope for their sake, they learned the lessons from last year because they could have traded Chad cool for a pretty, they could have gotten something like meaningful in return. I believe they held on to him. He cratered and he ended up being a late free agent signing with the nationals. So um, not great. So hopefully they learn from years past. Yeah. So just judging by the context, unique front office is not a compliment from you. I would say it's uh, nah, not really. It's it, it, they operate a lot differently than other teams do. I'll, 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 I'll say that. Yes, uh, that, that appears to be true. Um, and as obviously a burner said, maybe don't expect any Phillies uh, Rockies transactions this summer, especially because Bryce Harper called the entire organization and team full of losers uh, in a near brawl yesterday. Although. Uh, CJ Crone would be kind of a nice fit in Philly if Bryce Harper is able to get healthy. So maybe, maybe yeah. they get him to retract the loser. Maybe he calls the Rockies up and says, CJ Crone, not a loser. Everybody else is, but we would welcome the one non loser on our roster. And you know what? You want to know what's funny is he called that entire team a roster full of losers, and Chris Bryant just happens to be one of his best friends. <laughs> so, um, I wonder if those two have talked about it since. Uh, that, uh, Rather interesting, to say the least. Yeah, maybe like most of us, he kind of forgot that Chris Bryant was on the Rockies now. He's like, oh, sorry, no, no I didn't see you back there. Yeah, no. Dude, it, it's unbelievable how many, how many times I've actually forgotten that he's on the Rockies. He just That's just like one of the more bizarre fits um, in all of baseball. Just bizarre. It kind of felt like last year when he signed it that he just was sort of waving to the crowd saying – yeah, I got my title. Yeah, I did the big city thing. I want to be a Hall of Famer. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to hit some bombs out here. I'm going to try to get closer to 400, 500. But 
He's 31 years old. He's got 177 homers. He basically missed all of last year. I don't think that's really possible at this point. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think so either. And it, 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 am I remembering wrong that he hit his first home run at Coors this year, or is it la- like late last year? Oof, I actually don't know, but I would not be shocked. I mean, last year just 42 games and five total home runs, so not great. Not, uh, not what you want. No, if if I had to choose between having Chris Bryant on this contract and having Aaron Hicks on the current contract, uh, that's a tough one. Although to be perfectly honest. Alex Cobb and Aaron Hicks make the same salary this year. Be nice to be nice to have that money to be able to absorb half of Alex Cobb's money. Three and one, two point four WAR, one point seven zero ERA, forty one Ks and forty seven and two thirds innings, and a Boston, Massachusetts native. If you're going to stroke your chin and just make a little connection there, there may or may not be a team that plays in an old stadium with a big green wall that is a good offense and no rotation. So I don't know. No, I'm I'm telling you that good numbers right there. Very good numbers. Good numbers. And always fun to watch and funky. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, let's go through the weekend action just a little bit before we wrap this up. I feel like the biggest statement, stamp it, winner, biggest statement, was made by the Toronto Blue Jays. All they do is sweep or get swept these last couple of weeks. Uh, got swept by the Sox, swept the Pirates. Phillies got them. They sweep the Braves. And the last win comes on this Danny Jansen walk-off, um, the best kind of walk-off, too, when they're down one, two outs, single, immediately plate the two runs, walk-off and win the game from down to up. It's, a, it's extra exciting. Um, obviously, statement series by the Jays, who are rounding into form, also made me think, though, about the Jays' catching situation and the Gabriel Moreno, Lourdes Gurriel for Dalton Varsho trade. You want to talk about a good baseball trade, Jansen struggling other than that walk-off. Moreno and Gurriel are both crushing. Varsho hitting in the low 200s, but with power, with the defense, doing what I think they anticipated he would. Kind of just a good baseball trade there. No, it was. And, like, if you look at the numbers, like, the Diamondbacks are the the early winners of this one. Oh, yeah. Um, just because Gurriel has been very good. Moreno has been awesome. They're both hitting over 300, and Moreno looks every bit the stud that – uh, prospect analysts thought that he would be. Um, and the the thing with Varsho is that his defense always made his floor a lot higher uh, than others. And his offense will eventually bounce back. Um, I, I, I think that trade is going to end up being a very even one in the future. Um, but like right now, the, the Diamondbacks are an early winner. Um, and also like the controllability with, with Varsho too helps. And I believe Guriel is a free agent at the end of the year. Am I wrong? I want to say that he is. Let's check. I yeah, think you're right. Yeah, because, I mean, that obviously is one of the reasons why he was moved is I don't think the Blue Jays realized – or I, I don't think the Blue Jays thought that they were going to be able to keep him. So flipped him early and were able to get Varsho, who they're going to be able to have for a while, and also at a, a relatively good price. 
Yeah, I'm deeply confused by his contract. Uh, looks like a seven-year, $22 million deal through 23, but they're claiming he's also ARB eligible next year. I think baseball reference may have been hacked. It certainly looks like he's a free agent, but it also says he's a free agent in 2025. So um, I don't understand this whatsoever. But I do think uh, Teoscar Hernandez is definitely hitting free agency. Gurriel, I believe he is as well. But baseball reference appears as confused as I am here. Yeah, no, I, I, baseball references, they're things for, for contracts confuse me. I try to use uh, other resources for that. Um, yeah. But uh, baseball reference, very good tool otherwise. That is, um, I would be lost without baseball reference. That That is putting it lightly. Great site in this one specific instance. Take a lap. Think about your choices because I don't understand what you're talking about. Um, also, in the AL East, I don't think we can go another show without talking about the Baltimore Orioles. Like, I just want to do a timeout and like give the Orioles the love that we've probably owed them for a couple of weeks now. They're in second place, still ahead of the surging Jays. They, uh, you know, the pitching, I'm not sure, but we ragged on them all offseason about not spending to go that extra mile. It's still true, right? They could be even better if they had managed to add uh, <clears throat> some pitching. Uh, and non-Kyle Gibson pitching to this package because they knew they were calling up Grayson Rodriguez and they knew they were taking the youth movement one step forward. One big free agent starter could have been nice there, even though most of the free agent starters have kind of been a wash so far. But the young core is as incredible as advertised. Rutschman is an MVP candidate this year and moving forward. And their closer, Guinier Cano, Incredible transformation. 29 years old needs to make the all-star team. We're going to do some first-time all-star stuff coming up, too, when it's relevant. He's my number one lock. You can't make this mistake and not put him in the ASG. And he was part of that Jorge Lopez trade last year, and so we can give Michael Elias' flowers for that one. No, we absolutely can. That The Jorge, Jorge Lopez trade last year um, – was eye-opening because the Orioles got four prospects in return for a player that they added for like relatively cheap. He had a breakout year and then they sold high and boy, did they ever sell high. And the two guys that are in the majors right now look like absolute dudes. Um, you could make the argument that right now, if they would have traded Lopez for either one of those two straight up, I mean, it would have looked like a good deal and they got both of them. And then they also got, um, Juan Rojas and Juan Nunez, and they're both minor league pitchers right now. I have had evaluators point both of them out to me in recent weeks as guys who look like dudes. Um, they <laughs> they look very good, and that trade was it looks like a masterclass by Mike Elias. And I was I was among those who ended up criticizing him for his lack of offseason activity. And I thought, and I was on record in saying that they should have pursued a guy like Carlos Correa or one of those big names. They didn't. They didn't really seem like they're even involved in that market. And they've proven me wrong so far. And I will admit that I was wrong. Michael, as you were right, it seems like it happens more often than not. Um, so good job by you. Um, and that trade was probably your best work as general manager. If not, it's, it's, it's up there for sure if it's not the best. Genius trade, and it does really turn out to be the small ones sometimes, doesn't it? I'm looking at the Red Sox, too, dumping Christian Vasquez to Houston last year. They win the World Series in Houston, so you can't really say, ah, bummer, we won the Fall Classic. We shouldn't have done that. But 
Vasquez is somewhere else now. The metrics are trending down. Emmanuel Valdez already on the Red Sox. Willier Abreu at AAA. 296 with a 398 OBP and 888 OPS. That's the return for two months of Christian Vasquez when you're sort of this weird last place team trend water. So give credit. These small moves can pay off and pay off quickly. No, they absolutely can. And it's like, that's why being a GM, you have to obviously look at the big moves, but you also have to look at those smaller moves. And that's why you surround yourself with some really good evaluators because those little ones can end up, those are ultimately those kind of deals that make good teams great. And the, the Orioles got themselves a very good process in place. And if they can continue to trend like this and get these top prospects in the majors and surround them with even more talent, we're looking at a team that could be really freaking good. Um, they're already good. And it's, yeah, the, their ceiling is quite high. Um, so I'm, I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this after all. Well, actually, I can't believe it. But like in the offseason, I was pretty adamant that I did not like what the Orioles did. But now I'm really high on them. And uh, good job, Mike Elias and front office company there. Yeah, it's going to be a beautiful summer unless you're in that section where they spray you with water for extra base hits. Then it'll yeah, then, probably be a pretty bad summer. Yeah, then their future is bleak. I mean, that yeah, if, if I get sprayed by that, yeah, they're getting they're getting canceled. Um, yeah. Although I don't think they'll do a game in Baltimore at, at any time soon, but. Hey, you never. Maybe I'm there for the World Series. Who knows? Here, uh, Orioles hear that. Okay, you're get, you're getting praised, but you're also living on the razor's edge if you put Robert in the wrong section. You've been you've been warned. Uh, gonna go to the comments real quick before we sign off. Uh, SJ25PB Adam loves last place teams. Ooh, no, not sure if you got the memo, but the Yankees are actually in fourth now by half a game. Nice try. Uh, no, just kidding. yeah, they are. They're literally a half game up on last. So we're doing a victory lap here on the podcast and of course i love my cardinals again i don't remember who they beat this weekend but i'm sure that it was a a, a good healthy uh, competition a uh, couple more trade candidates just levied at us and so i want to get your thoughts on these obviously a burner taking us through the rays they're overflowing with guys with 900 ops's so i would imagine that they might try to sell high and, and move pieces around i don't know but he's he's thinking about harold ramirez or manny margot potentially being on the chopping block do you feel like the Rays might sell from their embarrassment of riches this summer like they have in the past with guys that they didn't want to extend or are they just going to ride the wave? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at anything with the Rays because we've seen them do unique things in the past. They try to upgrade different parts of their roster and that front office is as creative as any in, in baseball. So I think it's a good thought. Um, I don't know necessarily how likely it is, but that being said, I think it's a good thought. Wouldn't rule it out. Shout out to Kevin Cash for pinch hitting for Josh Lowe twice this weekend, too. Might have saved me there. I don't know why you did that. Uh, and then Jose Perez talking about Javi Baez getting traded this summer. Obviously, that's a big contract, and the Tigers are pulling themselves up by their bootstraps a little bit. We kind of didn't talk about the Tigers because they're looking a little 500 either. They're looking a little frisky, but I probably am looking more at Eduardo Rodriguez there, especially because he's got an opt-out after this season. Yep, I think that's exactly right. I think Eduardo Rodriguez certainly could be a trade candidate, but Javier Baez, I can't see any team being willing to add that contract onto their payroll. He has been, I mean, there's been some lows, some big time lows um, for Baez in Detroit, and I just I don't see that being the case uh, where he's a trade candidate. So uh, I would not get your hopes up there if you're a Tigers fan. Yeah, I don't know who wants to absorb that contract. The Savannah Bananas are making profit hand over fist. Maybe they can get her done. But other than that, I think he's probably 
stuck in Detroit. Um, well, that's it. We're going to wrap this up. An efficient show today. Uh, this is not the Mets and Nationals in D.C. We're not going to make you wait four hours just to not watch us talk baseball. Um, I don't know what the deal was there. You and I, I think we're both as furious as the fans. Maybe not as furious as the fans at that game. The, the weird rain out split admission four inning game the next day. Um, could you could you imagine being there? What what was the justification? And Keith Hernandez, you pinpointed, was pissed in the booth, rightly so. What what was that all about, dude? That was that was not good. If I was if I was a media member covering that game, or if I was just a fan of the stands, I would be absolutely irate. Um, I four hours, Adam, uh, especially yeah. at night too. That just you got to have better feel than that. You got to look out for for all like the teams. You got to look out for the fans that are there. Um, if I, yeah, as I said, if I was a fan there, I would have been livid. Um, that was, that was a tough look. They should have handled that a, a lot better. I am. Yeah. Uh, Hernandez was right to blast them. And they were kind enough to give it a split admission designation the next day so that you could come in and see part of a game, but you weren't allowed to stay for the full game after, um, figure it out, get it done. Don't do that again. Stop, stop making me yell at you. Um, and just let me talk trade deadline with my friend, Robert Murray, fan side of MLB Insider, who brings you the goods and will continue to do it all summer long as we approach that deadline. And then all second half of the season, we'll talk playoffs. Then all off season long, we'll talk best time of the year. Best, best damn time of the baseball season. Maybe this year, the off season champions will be uh, actually good during the regular season. Unlike the Padres, there's still time. Uh, but we're going to be talking speculation all second half. And we could not do the show, which is 3.30 Eastern, every Monday, every Thursday. And then again, on all podcast platforms right after, without you, Robert Murray, you are the man, as always. Hey, you're the man, Adam. Um, maybe on Thursday we have some uh, some extension stuff to talk about. Um, that'd be kind of fun, wouldn't it? So let's uh, let's potentially get weird. I don't, like, nothing's imminent to my knowledge, but um, I guess you never know. But it should be a good time. Adam, I appreciate you as always. Everybody who tuned in, I appreciate you too. Uh, And uh, what, see you Thursday, Adam? See you Thursday. I'll be there. Um, And I hope we have some extension stuff to talk about too. Maybe I'll I'll break the hobby bias trade that day. Who knows? If if you do, I will eat my right foot. Um, So... um, (laughs) I I tell you I had to eat a hat covered in ketchup once because I said, I don't even know if you broke this one, but in 2018 when the Red Sox were like, 40 games over somebody tweeted that you know don't be surprised if Hanley Ramirez is a DFA candidate I was like I would be stunned if the oh. best team in baseball DFA at Hanley Ramirez in the middle of the season I will eat a Boston Red Sox hat and then they did like an hour later it wasn't even like days later it was later that day dude I actually think I remember like, it wasn't me who broke it it was some random guy named Christopher Miola I believe he uh he was just some random Twitter account. All of a sudden he started breaking this, all this news. Like it was the Giancarlo Stanton extension. Then he broke that. He broke a bunch of others that were like big. I know everybody in baseball is trying to figure out how the hell he was getting this information. He's damn good at, at what he was doing. I haven't heard from him since, but Christopher, I hope you're well, uh, with that hand. Well, I guess a follow up question is how did it taste? Uh, so I did go out and buy a hat. the first Red Sox hat I've ever bought, probably the last, uh, charged it to the company card. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to corporate culture. Um, <laughs> and I covered it in hot sauce and ketchup 
and I sliced a little patch off of it with a steak knife and I ate it. It was, it tasted like sauce. Um, put it online. It was distinctly gross. And, and I, I threw it away because it was covered in many different sauces. Um, but yeah, I'm never doing that again. I, I, I don't blame you. I can't say I've ever eaten a hat. Uh, I don't want to eat a hat. Um, but I'm glad you were the guinea pig who had to do it. And who knows, maybe I'll be so wrong on an extension for Thursday's show that I'll do it again. But not a Red Sox hat, not giving that organization any more of my money, unfortunately. No, but this is an unbiased show on the Baseball Insiders, whether you are the Boston Red Sox or whether you are a unique front office like the Colorado Rockies. We'll talk about you. We'll bring you all the updated news that we have every Monday and Thursday, 3.30 Eastern. And that includes this coming Thursday. So we'll see you all in a couple days. For Robert Murray, I'm Adam Weiner. Take care, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.